Hello, everybody, and we are back for another episode of the American Gods podcast. I'm your host, Michael, and with me is my co-host, Sarah. Hey, godlings. How excited are we for the penultimate episode? <laughs> we are super excited. Uh, I can't describe how excited we are. It's just well, fantastic. I know. Like, it's, I'm addicted to Twitter officially now. I can't not look at all the, like reviews and articles and tweets everybody is just like on full blast right now and it's so much fun yeah i've been reading tons of reviews uh, of the show in non-spoiler reviews that i I don't want to know anything you know about the episode beyond just generalizations you know things like that which are fine with me i i want to be surprised so if i see a review and i feel like there's going to be some spoilery stuff i'll just kind of bypass that and go to one where i know it's it's like a lot of times they'll say like a non-spoiler review of you know the episode so um i'm really excited for it uh as you can probably tell because we've only been doing this for a year so we've only done 40 episodes we're not excited at all we haven't (laughs) reviewed the first episode of the show and we're already 40 episodes in yeah we're yeah, t- tad happy about this. <laughs> <laughs> so what can you expect in this episode? Guys, that's the big question. If you're listening to this and you're thinking, all right, so what are you guys going to talk about? Um, well, honestly, look, this is the last episode of the podcast prior to the show coming out, prior to the pilot. <laughs> so for this episode, it's going to be pretty simple. right? We're going to go over news. Um, we're going to talk about um, our predictions for the show and i also have a profile of the god loki so yeah that listener jacob sent in kindly enough yes uh jacob who is a patreon subscriber he is actually it was our first patreon subscriber and uh he's uh great he's he's always game to talk uh, american <laughs> gods <laughs> um and so I you know, asked him if he'd be willing to, you know, help me write a profile for the god Loki. He said, sure, why not? And uh, I just want to throw a shout out to him because, you know, he was able to, you know, when you do, what, four podcasts a week, it, sometimes time can get a little crunched and you have a, <laughs> a full-time job and, and all that stuff. So it's nice when the listeners take pity on us and give us a break right they're like fine here here's some information so so yeah this really it really helped me out so thanks jacob uh it was uh, kind of you to actually do that for me and uh write up a profile for loki so uh, we'll get to that a little bit uh later so uh, sarah is there any news to talk about anything new come out regarding american gods well, a new little clip for, you know, presenting so-and-so came out for Technical Boy, mm. and it, it's pretty quick. It just shows us the limo, as we've seen many, many times, but this time it's like the limo building itself and coming to be that room and Technical Boy glitching into it. And yeah, like it's nothing too much new. That's probably why they saved it just for like, the last one to throw out at a throw out at us but i'm still always happy to see technical boy so i'm not complaining <laughs> no it's fine no uh anything new is great you know at this point we're just you know uh dining on scraps <laughs> that we can find so <laughs> yeah and um demore barnes uh, tweeted out a 
new profile pic of Mr. Ibis, and yeah, it's fantastic. It looks great. It's just a profile pic. He's got his specs on, and it's really cool looking. And I love this girl posted below, um, uh, you know, pre-selecting my snacks for that night, and she has like this gif of. Um, Dean from Supernatural, like running with all these like snack cakes in his arms, <laughs> and I laughed so was, hard. I'm like, "Girl, I hear you." That's, that's pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I love it. Um, let's see what else is new. There. Like they had uh, some interviews, and you get to see Cloris Leachman talking. So it's nice to see her out and about. There's a picture of uh, uh, Jillian Anderson as media. Uh, actually, a new yeah, one? a new picture. Um, How the hell do I not know about I this? I don't know. I, I, I saw it. I was going to... I'm not under a rock. Yes, you have been living under a rock. That's that's what happens when you don't... I'm, like, ignoring my work <laughs> to be on Twitter. Like, how did I not see this? Uh, yeah, it's you can see it's actually a, it's a picture of her head, and she's wearing a hat, and, yeah, so... Is it the pink hat, like Judy Garland? Um... Let's see here. So I've been all over that. <laughs> yeah. Like she's in old garb and got the big floral hats. Same outfit that she's in the trailer. I think so. This is thrilling, waiting for Michael to look up <laughs> media. Uh, while he's doing that, there is uh, there's this um, Twitter handle. They're at American underscore Gods UK. And they are doing all the uh, UK promotion, like all on top of it. I get a lot of my information from them. They're really fun to talk to. But they have this stuffed white buffalo that everywhere they travel, they take pictures of the buffalo there, and it's just the cutest thing you've ever seen. <laughs> like, there's a buffalo at a castle and at a diner hanging out. Yes. Definitely, I've seen this picture. Okay. It's a great one. That's um, Judy Garland there. It's going to be um, that scene where uh, Easter comes out and makes, like, the darkness of oh, the spring. Oh, that's right. Yeah. She's there with Technical Boy, and he's got, like, tails and coats, and he, all his um, uh, Mr. Stone and Mr. Book and whatnot, they all have coats and tails, and it's really cute. Okay, yeah, okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I just was like, wanted to make sure you'd seen it, because I know you would, you know, totally go crazy if you hadn't, you know, seen that picture. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. I would lose my yeah. shit. <laughs> uh, okay. Um... Is there anything else that uh, has come out? I don't know if there's anything else that's come out in the last few days that has uh, been a lot surprising. Just some interviews with like they, Neil uh, Gaiman. They they um, did an interview with yeah. Neil for uh, Entertainment Weekly about American Gods Two, a sequel, which he'd always he's always planned on writing, um, and he gave like a general timetable as to when that could happen, which isn't going to be anytime soon. He's finishing up a book now. Uh, he's got two children's books that that he wants to write. He's he's currently on the sequel to Neverwhere, and so wow. I mean, we're we're talking. It's probably going to be a good, I would say, three or four years 
at least until he starts to write American Gods. So uh, that's my guess. I could be completely wrong, yeah. and he could be much quicker <laughs> and have it out in or have it, uh, written um, a lot sooner than that. But uh, I would say a good three It'll or be four. Done years. already. Yeah. So. Uh, there's this magazine, uh, they're called Rue Morgue, and they had an interview with, you know, Brian Fuller, Michael Green, uh, and some of the cast, and that is going to be coming out next month in May, the magazine with a big article, um, but what really drew my eye is the cover, it, the art is amazing for it, it's got, like, the buffalo skull with all, like, the, sub, uh, scriptures into it with, like, flames coming out of the eyes, it's really gorgeous, definitely check them out but other than that that's pretty much all the news and um, everyone's just you know hype tweeting and getting ready for the premiere and it's pretty awesome right i mean at this point it's just playing the waiting game there really isn't much more for us to do it's really about predictions what do you think is going to happen are there any scenes you're really looking forward to from the trailers, from the pictures, from all of it, you know, what are you most excited about? And those are the things that we can talk about now, and we have a much better idea of what the first episode is going to be or be like. We may not know all of the particulars, but we've seen, I think, enough that we have a pretty good idea as to the direction that the pilot's going to go in. Um, so I guess we can probably, you know, get into to that shortly. So... Uh, do you think that the premiere is going to be as wildly popular and it's going to get the ratings that we assume it's going to get? Yes. <laughs> I have no doubt. Like, there's no hesitation. I think this is going to just explode. Because, I, I mean, it's going to cross so many platforms. There's so many people interested in There's so many great reviews out. I can't see this not getting... Yeah, quite a bit of recognition, you know? Yeah, I think so. I think that's a fair point. You know, I, there's been such a uh, tidal wave of everything, you know, and it's really picked up. I'm actually really impressed. You know, I questioned months ago about why they weren't getting this thing ruling, you know. I know. Um, we were just, like, waiting for all this to happen. And we feel like, okay, you're getting too late. <laughs> like, come on, you need to pick up the momentum. But it's really rolling now. Right, and so do I think it would have really been bad if they had done it uh, earlier than, than that? You know, if they had waited, if they hadn't waited until Southwest Southwest to really get this thing going, do I think that it would have been a bad idea? Not necessarily. Uh, I think it might have been better or maybe made no difference who knows but i think i'm just surprised at how well they've kind of played catch up you know with such yeah. a short period of time you know you only look talking what six weeks you know in six yeah maybe less. Six, yeah and last you went from having practically I don't want to say nobody knew about it because you were you were hearing whispers in the occasional article, but we were we here. were here. But <laughs> for the most part, there really wasn't much. And to go from that to South by Southwest, the the trailer that premiered after that, then boom, it was like it was everywhere, <laughs> you know. Yeah, the time period between Comic Con and South by Southwest, there was almost no information coming out about it. It was just a dead zone the whole time. Right, exactly. So, 
I think it's uh, yeah, really impressive they managed to do as much as they did in such a short period of time and have it be as successful and getting the juices flowing, the people talking. You know, you know, it's all over the place. I mean, people are writing articles. I mean, there's so many articles you can't keep up online. Oh, I know. Like, I just, I can't read them all, so I just keep retweeting them. Like, normally I would, you know, retweet them with a comment, but I can't keep up. I just have to retweet, retweet, retweet. <laughs> just to, so everybody else can go and check them out. And I'm just like, I don't have time to look at all these. <laughs> yeah. I can only get to the big name ones. And do you have a prediction for how many people are going to watch the episode viewer-wise? Premiere episode? Sure. Oh, I'm hoping at least over a million. I really hope so. I know it's going to be a little difficult because it's, you know, it's on stars and everybody else in the world has to go through Amazon. But I hope a million at least watches this. It's, it's, yeah, okay. That's fair. For the first episode, I... I would like to hope for 10 million to watch the first episode, but I think realistically, first episode, a million. Hopefully the second episode, you'll double that. Oh, okay. You know? Okay. Yeah, I can get behind that. What do you think? Hmm. Well, let's see. Okay, it's on... It's on stars, so... Stars doesn't have, say, quite the cachet as HBO does, or like maybe an AMC, but it's still a major network. I, I think if I had to guess, um, I think a solid eight, eight million, I think, eight to eight and a half million for the premiere. For the first yeah. episode, really? Yeah. I think... What's going to happen here is there's going to be a slight wait-and-see approach by some people. Uh, I could see the first episode being around that. And then if the word of mouth spreads where people are like, yeah, this is really good, like really good, then I think you're going to see it steadily increase. If the quality remains the same or better with each episode that goes by, I think you'll see the viewership increase if it ends up being like a massive hit and critically and all that other stuff. And you'll start seeing the numbers, I think, explode. You could see it could be, you know, 11, 12, 13 million, maybe by the end of uh, the first season. Like, I just, my head's still like in Hannibal land when he was on, when it's on, you know, cable television, and I think the most it ever reached was 2.3 million for an episode. But that was that. Oh. So, I don't know. Like, well, you gotta remember something, though. How many though. views does, like, Game of Thrones get? Oh, Game of Thrones? Uh, man, I don't remember. It's a lot. You know, but the thing, it's a little different. See, when you're not dealing with network television, network television has access to more viewers. Okay? Yes. Whereas, obviously, HBO stars that requires subscribers um that's the hard thing right there if i don't know hbo if you include tv and hbo go people watching it online when it airs i don't remember how much they get it, it's a lot it's like 20 probably 20 some million or more 30 some 30 million something i don't know exactly the number it's huge though game of thrones is huge i think what we're gonna see is somewhere around 8 million 
and we'll we'll see if it if it gets bigger if it improves. You could be right because I just looked it up. Game of Thrones gets an average of twenty five million views per episode. There you go. So you could be right. I could just be way underplaying it. So <laughs> fingers crossed that it's your guess. <laughs> Because especially with the amount of money they threw into this as well, $60 million, you want to get that back and more. Oh, definitely. Yeah. They, they put a significant chunk of change into this show. They needed to be successful. So, yeah. Yeah. At least we have season two already. We don't have to worry about getting the ratings. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and that's the interesting thing. You can just ease through this. <laughs> they know what they've got. Okay. That's like I said last week. If you're going to, re- if you're going to renew something already before the pilot has even aired it it means that the it means that what you have is of high quality okay and they know it's going to be a hit they know critically it's going to be a hit they found some indication from critics uh i could even see critics giving them a like a like a thumbs up thumbs down kind of situation where they're kind of getting an unofficial like hey is this really good or not and they've gotten the the tally and they're really ecstatic about it and you know boom they have some metrics something that they know which has already given them the confidence to renew this thing for a second season so if that happens it means they've got a good thing otherwise they would never do that so yeah i think that's fair yeah, I can agree with that. Okay. All right, so let's talk about the pilot. Um, we've done this a couple times since I think we've started this podcast where we've kind of like made <laughs> predictions. You know, months and months and months ago, like not long after they first started the, the podcast, we had some predictions what we thought it could look like, what it would look like. And then I think we did it again um, not that long ago, a few months back, where we had more predictions for what we thought the the pilot was going to be. So now that yeah. we're only a few days away, what are your predictions for the pilot of American so, Gods? For the pilot, I think it's going to stick pretty close to the book. Um, I think it's going to, you know, we meet Shadow, he's in jail, we see some conversations with Loki, uh, we have the scene where the warden tells him Laura's died. You know, he gets on a plane to go home to the funeral. We get to see Audrey and maybe get some intercut flashbacks of Audrey and Laura and maybe their past life into this episode. And we have the interaction with Wednesday and Smad Sweeney at the Crocodile Bar. We get to see the coin drop into her grave. And I think it's going to end with us meeting Technical Boy and uh, Shadow going into the limo and getting kicked out of the limo. <laughs> but I hope that's where it's going to end, that we meet the technical boy. Yeah, it could also end with like the technical boy introducing himself, and then it zooms in on Shadow's face, or, or technical boy's face, and then just cuts to black. You know, it could be yeah. something like that, where we don't even see their real interaction until the beginning of episode two. That's also a possibility. Yeah, true. I just, I'd like to see him in the very first episode. I mean, they've teased us enough with Technical Boy, but not given us too many more photos of him that I would like to see something, right. you know? Of course, we're going to get the infamous uh, Bilquis um, Oh, scene. right, you're right. That has to that be has in there. That has to be in there. There's no doubt about that. We're also, we also have that, um, um, 
which I believe will be the opening scene for the entire pilot, which will, will be the uh, a Viking scene. Um, coming to coming America. to America, where we see uh, Vikings land on the shores, and uh, they end up getting into a battle with, I believe, other uh, maybe other Vikings or other soldiers, and it's I think will be vicious, bloody, but we'll also see the first example of a if a if a god being brought to another uh, continent through the belief of you know, somebody who's just come there. So I think that's that in a nutshell is going to show what this show is about to a certain degree. Yeah, I totally agree that that's probably going to be the very opening. And I, I agree with you about Bilquis because I also forgot that Orlando Jones kind of basically told after South by Southwest, the episode premiere, and he's like, I'm just like reeling from seeing that woman eat a guy with her vagina. <laughs> like, okay, well, we know that's in the pilot. Yeah, yeah. I I think pretty much everything that we've just we've been talking about here is a pretty accurate, I think, idea. I think they're going to stick to the book pretty closely. Although, I am, from what I've uh, read and from just what I've been hearing, the diversions that they make from the source material are generally going to be to the benefit of the show um yeah like i think after the first episode they're definitely going to do some weaving and you know some change up and it's not going to stick true to the book but i think it'll be you know the way brian fuller does it you know really shifting narratives uh different timelines things like that um it could it could be one of those things where i i think they could possibly uh shift around you won't know uh, sometimes what timeline you're in based on what character yeah, exactly. it could be a timeline from the past uh or present and we, sometimes we may not know exactly what we're seeing until we get more context based on things that happen so uh i think we will probably see a lot more of the side characters i know we're going to see a lot more about the lives of laura right uh shadow shadow and robbie um these aren't going to be one-off scenes for these these actors, and that's it. You know, well, we know Laura will be back, but you know, Robbie isn't going to get like a flashback <laughs> scene, and he's done. And same with other characters, we're going to see a lot more about their lives and the things that they've been struggling with. So, yeah, I completely agree. Uh, yeah, definitely. I don't think Robbie's going to stick around very long. Just have a couple scenes of him, maybe this episode, maybe next episode, and that's all we're going to see of Dane Cook. Possibly. I mean, I, I, I could see, um, I don't want to say significant time, because he's not a significant character, but I could also see them take a, a single episode and weave in, like, so Shadow's grieving, right? And so he's thinking about Laura, but he's also thinking about Robbie. And I could see like maybe the second or the third episode where Shadow's grieving, he's still grieving, and he's thinking about Robbie, and he flashes back. In the whole throughout the entire episode, you might see, uh, you know, scenes of like like when Robbie and Shadow met for the first time, they became friends, and then we see another scene a couple years later where this happens, and then we see you so said we'll see three, four, maybe five scenes with Robbie specifically to kind of flesh that character out and make sure that we understand that look shadow has suffered two losses here it's something that i think even the book doesn't 
do it justice. I mean, regardless of the situations that, that occurred, all of that, he still lost a best friend and a wife at the same time. Yeah, that's got to hurt, like, a lot. When you you would lean on your friend if your wife died, but your friend died too, so you've nobody. So you're going to lean on a concert and an old uh, trickster and... Have a little fun with some gods. Right. Not exactly what I think Shadow was looking forward to um, <laughs> right. after he got out of prison. But, yeah, that's what I can I can see, I think, for Robbie. For Laura, I think it's going to be a similar thing. I think, we're well, with her character, I think we're going to get a lot more flashbacks than Robbie. Just because we know Laura is a much bigger character uh, in the life of Shadow and certainly in, in death. Um but I think we're going to see a lot more about her life before they met. We'll see a lot more uh, about their marriage uh, together. And I think the show will probably shed a little more light on the dynamic between them as a couple. Um, yeah. So what, flesh it out. Flesh it out like before the, before the accident, before she died. And uh, obviously we'll see that dynamic reflected and maybe twisted a little bit present day because obviously she's dead <laughs> for one thing. So complicates things. Right. right. So, uh, okay. So what about for the season? Do you have any big predictions for the season that they might change up or mm. something from maybe later in the book that they might put into the season? Ah, boy, it's hard. You know, it really is. Um, they also have, you know, material that Gaiman has helped create for them. Um, I think that they'll be pulling from uh, Anansi Boys as well, uh, depending on what they what way Brian wants to go. Like I said, if he starts pulling in different characters, uh, that it's kind of like The Hobbit, the movies, the Hobbit movies that came out the last few years. You know, mm-hmm. The Hobbit as a book is actually pretty thin. It's not that big, yeah. right? Like it literally, it's. You could read the book faster than you could watch all the Hobbit movies. Right. So the idea that they were going to make three movies was ridiculous. But to justify that, they took other material that Tolkien had, you know, uh, written, like the Cimmerillion, and they've taken this these supplemental material, and they've been able to extrapolate things that kind of add more to the movie. And so I think something like that could happen here. I'm not saying it will. It really depends on what they do what if what if uh brian decides to utilize some you know running parallel storylines you know one that might incorporate material from anansi boys and that's a possibility so i don't know exactly what they're going to do how much they're going to add how much they've created or neil has created or helped to create that uh, doesn't necessarily uh mean a lot by itself but when you add it into the show it might supplement things that are already there from the book and might make things stronger i mean it's hard to say it really i kind of feel like it's going to be a season two thing where they'll really stretch their wings and maybe try to do (laughs) some of that i think season one might be a bit more of a straightforward adaptation uh maybe some changes here and there uh, maybe some new things added in here and there, but for the most part, it's going to be a fairly faithful, I think, adaptation of, uh, of the, the first third of the novel. So, 
Yeah, I agree. Um, I do think there's going to be one change that Brian Fuller's hinted at, and I want to talk about, but before I get into this, all listeners, big freaking spoiler warning for what I'm going to talk about next, because if I'm right, this is huge for the first season. Uh, So huge spoiler warning, skip ahead three minutes if you do not want to be spoiled about, this could be a season spoiler. So you've been warned. (laughs) Okay, so we about four weeks ago, Brian Fuller posted a season finale picture of a scene, and it looks like Belquis. Um, she's like at a disco tag. She's got a big afro. She looks like a disco queen, gorgeous. And uh, he just said that this was a season finale clip, and you know, so it's like, oh, okay, cool. They're gonna, you know do more with Bilquist. We'll get to see more of her life and maybe in a different generation. It's going to be really cool. And that's kind of all the thought I gave to that. Then the clip for Mr. Wednesday comes out where they've extended the scene where he's talking to Shadow on the plane and he briefly talks, Shadow briefly talks about how, you know, he was raised by a single parent, just his mother, and, you know, Wednesday kind of snidely remarks, like, oh, what, you know, some disco fever, you know, chick with a big afro and a party girl, and my brain's just like, excuse me? Um, that's just like, it brought back that image, and I'm like, oh my god, Bilquis, they're gonna make her shadows make her shadows mother what (laughs) (laughs) that is not how the book goes this is a huge change and i'm so in love with it if this is true if this is what's gonna happen i'm so on board with it i love that right um yeah i you know what i gotta agree i really do um what if shadow sleeps with bill quest like the whole (laughs) This is going to be Game of Thrones times a thousand. That's going to be weird. I kind of hope they didn't do that. Right? That that would be weird. Um, (laughs) That would just be like, oh, brother and sister? Well, we're trumping you with mother and son. Oh, boy. Uh, I certainly hope that doesn't happen. That would be really weird. Um, No, I I agree. It's actually a really strong theory, I think, considering how minor of a character Shadow's mother is in the book and... You know, you could literally make, you can make her anybody you want. So to that end, yep. they could easily, you know, do that. So I, I think that has a pretty, you know, fair shot of happening. Yeah, I like this because there's this um, thought in Shadow's head at the very last postscript chapter where he's thinking about, like, um, all these Icelandic women, you know, they're pale and thin, and it's just kind of the girls that uh, Wednesday would like, and he's thinking about why Wednesday went after his mom. His mom was, you know, thicker and, you know, dark-skinned and a wild child, and this would just solve that, and I love it. I can't believe they did this. I'm so happy. (laughs) Well, yeah, I I like the idea. I think the theory really is got some some serious weight behind it just in that the possibility is there and considering what you already found i think it's a pretty strong uh and compelling theory for the show so uh you know you might be onto something you know you might be at the forefront (laughs) that would make me so happy (laughs) uh all right So do we want to get into our god talk Um, and then wrap it up one one other question uh for you Uh so 
since we now living in the era of uh, Trump as president. Um, you are, well, I'm not. I am. Uh, <laughs> we have a good prime minister. Yeah, that's true. Um, there's an interesting thread that's been running through a lot of articles over you know, across the internet in the last few weeks. A lot of them are talking about, you know, this this is actually a show about immigrants, right? Because these yep. are what the gods are. They're immigrants. They're immigrating or being forced, literally, to immigrate uh, from one place to the next. Now, granted, this version of, of say, Wednesday or, or Odin uh, that has on the shores of America is not the same as the one over in different countries. Each country where there's somebody that believes or did believe in Odin is got their own version. Okay? Yeah. So it's yeah. not the same. However... The question is this, even though they didn't intentionally make the show this way, just because how could they have known, uh, do you feel like American Gods is a show, as, as a show, is going to be a rebuke uh, to maybe that kind of pervasive message that seems to be flowing across uh, some parts of America these days? I do really hope that there might be some people who have that uh, kind of thinking that maybe it was how they were raised and see a show like this and it might just help erase that and open their minds to, you know, we live in a world where everyone is connected and it doesn't have to be segregated and nobody has to be fighting each other. You know, we can just all blend and yeah this is a show where new gods are fighting old gods and that's a little bit contradictory but the initial concept of people bringing coming to america and bringing their beliefs it doesn't have to be yeah such a war you know no no i agree i I think it's an interesting concept. I, I, obviously, this is something they couldn't have planned, but I think that the show could prove to be, you know, I think uh, have some uh, themes and ideas which are compelling, and I think in this day and age, for sure. Yeah, it's curious timing. I like that it's just you know, fate has has a funny way of making things just kind of line up, and it's interesting that this is coming about at this time and age. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um. So why don't we get into our God profile for this week, and then we'll be wrapping up. This isn't a really long episode, because to be honest with you, there really isn't a whole lot we can do. I mean, we can make predictions, and we, and we made some predictions, but we're just waiting. We just cannot wait until the show comes out. Uh, next week is going to be a big episode, of course, a uh, big review. Mondo. It's going to be huge. It's going to be... Uh, Sarah and I, of course, uh, we're also going to have Jacob come on as a, a special guest host for this next episode to share his thoughts, ideas, and opinions on how uh, the pilot of uh, American Gods is, uh, what he thought of it, the good things, the bad things, all that stuff. So it's going to be a pretty big episode, um, so be prepared to listen for a while. So <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be yeah, a long one. Yeah. Uh, all right, so let's um, talk about Loki. Ah, uh, yes, that old guy. Uh, th- talking about a trickster. Uh, I think there's no more um, hated and yet beloved trickster is Loki. Uh, certainly if you are a Marvel fan. So, yeah. Right. <laughs> 
Here's another version. Another version. Uh, more realistic, I guess, version, considering, you know, that we're talking about a myth here, but okay. Uh, Loki, or sometimes <laughs> known as uh, Lopt, is the Norse deity of mischief and is also referred to as a trickster god. He was worshipped in the time of the Viking prominence from the 1790s until the Norman conquest of England in 1066, also known as the Viking Age of uh, Scandinavian uh, history. He was the son of Frabadi and uh, Jotan, who was a giant, and Lafay, a lesser-known female god. The Jatan heritage has come up in many different modern depictions and stories involving Loki, and uh, was a way to aid in you know explaining his complex character. You know he's married to a, a minor goddess, uh, Signin. Uh, I can't pronounce half these gods and goddesses because they're so yeah, uh, Signin. Um, but had many affairs, which led to multiple offspring, of course. Um, <laughs> gee, that never happens. Um, what a right. shock. Uh, yeah, the male, the male uh, gods crawling in and out of other, you know, beds. Uh, yeah, that happens a lot. Sounds familiar. Right. Um, his most notable uh, children are Hel, Queen of uh, Niflheim, and uh, World of Darkness, by the way, and Fenrir, <laughs> who was an oversized wolf that uh, brought upon the Ragnarok. So, yeah. Nice. Loki also had relationships with other gods that caused uh, concern and confusion in modern scholarship. Uh, the most notable fluctuating relationship he had was with Thor, uh, again, <laughs> Watch Marvel, you understand. Um, <laughs> in one poem, it's a love hate. It thing. is a, definitely very big love hate thing. Uh, in one poem, Loki constantly har- <laughs> harasses uh, Thor and Odin and proceeds to insult them uh, both until he finally gets uh, bound to a rock until the time of the Ragnarok. So he must have said some pretty terrible stuff. Just saying. Um, in another poem, uh, there are details that uh, contrast the harassment of Thor and Odin. Uh, Thor turns to Loki since uh, they are depicted to be on friendlier terms to assist in finding uh, Jojener uh, and Thor's powerful hammer, um, <laughs> which had to be or which had gone missing. Then, uh, when looking at his role in the Nordic mythos. He is one of uh, complexity and tricks, and in the end, he was the beginning of the chain of events which became known as the Ragnarok. Overall, Loki is generally portrayed as a scheming coward who cares only for shallow pleasures and self-preservation. Outside of his son, Fenrir, the most prolific story he is known for is the death of Baldur. This story is one of uh, one of Baldur's mother's uh, secures a promise from every living thing to not harm Balder, but misses the plant known as mistletoe. Good old mistletoe. And and yet we hang that for kissing at Christmas. Uh, oh, yes. lovely. In which, uh, which was considered too small and safe a thing to harm him. When Loki discovers this information, he carves a spear from the mistletoe uh, plant and places it in the hands of of the blind god Hod or Hoder, Hoder, Hoder. 
Seriously? H-O-D-R, not H-O-D-O-R. Uh, but basically, same thing. Oh, okay. Um, he didn't hold the door. Uh, who throws <laughs> the spear of Balder under Loki's instruction. Balder uh, dies by the, the hand of Hod, guided by Loki, held, uh, being compelled by the gods, is asked to return him and would do so only if all living things... Uh, to weep for him, to prove that all thing, all living things loved him. All living things do weep to bring him back, except for a giantess named Tok, uh, which is Loki in disguise. Yet Loki is kind of a bastard, isn't he? Just a little bit, but that's right up his alley. Yeah. Well. Something <laughs> interesting about how far the reach of Loki and other uh, Nordic gods are... Um, that in 1835, Jacob Grimm was the first to produce a major theory about Loki. He advanced the notion that Loki is depicted in Grimm's theory as a god of fire and had been considered as a Nordic variant of Lucifer. Also, even though Loki is considered a god, uh, there are no traces of any kind of worship of Loki to have survived in historical record. Huh, interesting. Yes. So... There you go. That's Loki. Loki Thanks, lies. Jacob. Did a great job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, thank you so much. That I was like really it. Great. People make me sound smart. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't have to do any effort uh, at all. Of course not. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So it looks like that's it for this episode, everybody. Uh, uh, what else is there to say? Uh, we have American Gods coming in a few days' time. It's going to be exciting. We are so thrilled. And uh, just be prepared to come back, listen to us in the next episode, because the next episode is all about the pilot. We're excited. It's going to be fantastic. So, Godlings, it's been a year <laughs> coming of podcast after podcast. And... Uh, we are almost there. So have fun watching the, the premiere. Have fun. Eat all the snacks and cakes and just enjoy yourself because <laughs> we will be here Tuesday night or Tuesday talking all things American Gods. The pilot uh, episode and review will be up on Tuesday at some point. Once we're done, I'll get it edited. It will be out to you as soon as possible. So all right. Until next time, yes. have a good one and we'll see you in the next episode. Boy, I'm going to plug how they no, can reach did. us because this would be the episode to do uh, that. Okay, All right. You guys can send emails to us at, at AmericanGodsPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we're out on Twitter at AmericanGodsPod. I'm at Labyrinth Rose and he's at Michael underscore Lanik. Uh, we have our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash freaking geeks. And if you'd be so kind as to go onto iTunes and rate us, that would be amazing. Uh, five stars, preferably. Intense. I'm kidding. But yeah. yeah five stars <laughs> or nothing. But yeah. Five stars or nothing. That's it. <laughs> it's okay. You're getting no stars. Awesome. I've really helped our cause. Uh, okay. Right. Uh, everyone, have a good time and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye, Godling.